My name is Dimitri, and I'm a productivity and minimalism enthusiast. I'm Chance. I'm a philosophy and ethics enthusiast. And you're listening to the Rise Productive Podcast. The show where productivity meets philosophy. And what it means to build a better life. Enjoy the show. Congratulations on getting into law school, bud. Thank you, dude. Oh my God, it has been a long time coming, but that is a huge weight off my shoulder in at Layla Law School. Let's go. Let's go. One shoulder, not both shoulders, just one. Did I say one? Did I say shoulder? You said shoulder. It was was all on my left shoulder. That's why I run like a uneven... Paraplegic. Yeah, Yeah, paraplegic. (laughs) Hey, and congrats on your promotion. <laughs> oh, we're just being doing niceties at the start of this, so now I gotta insult you. No, um, thank you. Uh, it's been it's been both of us. We've had it. We had a good week. It's been a good week. We uh, yeah, we're growing. We're we're getting promoted, literally and figuratively. I was, oh man, that was that was a good feeling for me. I got the email. Would that have been Tuesday morning? And it just made my morning. I had just finished getting some rise productive stuff done. I was checking my email. I saw like the email come in. I immediately called my grandma cause she just texted me. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll call her first and let her know. And everyone was just so happy. It's like your birthday, man. Everyone's just so happy to see you. Yeah. And, like they're so proud of you, but like for a real reason, not just cause like you survived another year. Yeah. Like when you get home from, from finals week, your parents are like, oh yeah, it was good. You did good. Oh, good job. Yeah, exactly. But this is like, this was real. So it was nice. It was nice. I'm glad that I have that figured out. I know what I can do or should do this upcoming summer. And um, yeah, just preparing myself mentally, physically, and uh, trying to enjoy the time before I get into this spin cycle as well. Oh boy, this the, the law school spin cycle plus running. That sounds rough. I couldn't imagine that. I I really hope that. I think you will have progressed another like you'll like have leveled up again, so it'll be fine. But it's it's concerning nonetheless. It yeah, it's a little concerning, a little daunting to be. I mean, obviously, I applied for Loyola so that I can keep running. So I'm going to do the running and the law school, like you said. Um, a little concerned, but like you said, I've also been leveling up a lot in productivity. I've basically hacked undergrad, so. One thing I've learned since like fifth grade is that the, at the next level, they always tell you like it's going to be way harder at the next level. Like, oh, middle schoolers, you just wait till high school. It's going to be way harder. And then you get there and every time you're like, this isn't as hard as they said it was going to be. So maybe it'll be hard. It's about, eh, I bet it's about 60% of what you always expect it's going to be. Yeah, I'm imagining every like all the tropes from those law school movies where it's like cold calling all the time and like studying well into the early hours of the morning and stuff like that. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what the reality ends up being. Yeah. But here's the thing, as we know, the world of academia is littered with people who work way too many hours. Mm -hmm. Cal Newport, something, something Cal Newport. (laughs) Cal Newport. That's true. I do forget he's in academia. Yeah, and he just talks all the time about how people are, you know, working way too many hours, doing way too many things that don't actually move the needle. So you got to focus on things that actually move the needle, I guess, when you get there. Exactly. Just hit some deep work sessions and I'll probably still have half the day to do whatever I want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the world, I wish it worked like that more. Something, something, the world 
is a scary place, but you know what's not scary? Our podcast. It's a place where people come to enjoy every single week. It's kind of crazy. We actually have people who, you know, were a part of their morning routine, which makes me makes me so happy. And here's another good review. I'm going to listen or not listen, read, uh, by <laughs> Patty C. Lenny. Did we read this one we yet? We have not read this one yet. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is a friend of ours. This is by far my favorite podcast. I have the pleasure of listening to. The topics are so intriguing and the two hosts dissect them like a master surgeon. <laughs> they have such wonderful chemistry. They bounce thoughts off each other so well. It's like watching a world championship ping pong match. 10 out of 10 would not be productive at all without this podcast. Thanks, Patty. Uh, <laughs> so that's a friend of ours. But in all seriousness, if you guys want to have your podcast review reviewed, no, read on the podcast, uh, just give us a little podcast review and on Apple Podcasts. Go there and scroll to the bottom, hit the old star button, and then say, hey, write a review. Whatever you think we deserve. Don't do anything more or less than you think we deserve. Precisely. I remember Patty writing this review, I think maybe right in front of me, or he like told me he was going to go and do it, and then he started typing away at his at his phone. So perhaps he was doing something different, but I, I assumed he was writing the review. And next thing you know, He's forever ingrained in the Rise Productive Podcast series. boy, Patty. boy, Patty. How are you, though, Dimitri? How are you feeling about the, the promotion? Happy about that? Well, here's the thing. I like it. And we're done. No, I'm just kidding. I like it. And uh, as somebody who... Ooh, don't cast any aspersions. Uh, as somebody who had years of experience feeling like I didn't get my... Uh, quote unquote promotion when I was at Loyola running wise for my mm-hmm. fellowship. Like for, <laughs> for what I did scoring wise, I never got compensated to what I wanted. Sure. And uh yeah. So this felt good that like I was finally I felt that there was like a respect level, you know, with my employer that they were like, we want to keep you here. Here's some here's some respect. Um because I only started the position nine months ago. So it was pretty quick and uh, I'm grateful for it. Um so I just feel good about that. And that's good that you feel happy about the promotion because uh, as much as we act, like to act like we don't love the the financial gains, it is nice to be seen in that type of way. Yeah, I mean, hey, everyone has financial goals and things that I want to do with my life. I still want to have that multifamily home in a couple of years. So it's like yeah. you need money for down payments. That's how that works. Yeah, I I. I, I phrase that quite poorly i guess what i want to say is that we want to act like we don't do it for the money but then when it happens it's like yeah. oh that felt so good that feels good yeah who who doesn't want to see an extra certain amount of money hitting your bank account a month you just go oh they get paid monthly right right really you get paid monthly yeah a lot of delayed gratification in this job wow that is interesting. Before we, go, before we get too off tangent here, let's get into the enthusiast quote of the week and the topic of the week, which is going to be how to build your podcast and how to keep it up for a whole year, which we have now officially done. We're officially able to say that. But the enthusiast quote of the week, <coughs> you alone are responsible for what you do, don't do, or how you respond to what's done to you. Darren Hardy. And this is from the, the Compound Effect. Yeah, that's the book it's from. You want to get into this quote a little bit? This is your quote here. It is my quote. I th- I like this one. So the compound effect is the book that 
uh, it's free on Audible, so we'll listen to it at some point. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's it's really solid in its base because there are a lot of people who don't take accountability for for things that happen to them in life. Uh, there are things that are with in and without or not within our control, as the Stoics talk about. And understanding the difference is important. But once you understand what is, um, being responsible for it is different than just having an understanding of what you can and can't control, right? So being responsible for your day-to-day actions it means that if you make a mistake or you just don't work or you don't do anything, much like with not keeping up a podcast, or keeping up a podcast, uh, you're responsible for it. So that's why I wanted to tie it into this episode because we have been consistent. And I mean, I have been consistent on this for two years, which blows my mind that it's been two years. I had a month hiatus where I was regrouping on the podcast and on YouTube a couple of years back uh, or last year. I like before we started up, I I made it a year and then basically was like, I need a, a month hiatus to like regroup mentally and figure out what I want to do with my channel and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got distracted and honestly, part of it taking responsibility was I was distracted about some other things and used it as an excuse for a break. But the break was a good in retrospect. But like, yeah, that's the whole point of the quote. Just take responsibility, good or bad. And I take responsibility for this being kept up well from a content perspective from my YouTube channel and this for two years now and, and you should too because we you you have taken a responsibility and, and ran with it with uh, doing the editing of the audio and whatnot now. Yeah, getting into one quick tangent about my week highlight was making that episode for the, the year anniversary. Yeah. That's just a good feeling. It's not a good feeling to repurpose content, but it kind of is because it's like, we are able to do that. We've gotten to a level of consistency where it's like we're able to actually look back on a good library of content and say like, what what did really well? What didn't do super well? What did we love? I got super nostalgic making that episode, but I do like this quote and how you kind of tied that in here, especially the part about um, just being, just owning your responsibility and like realizing that responsibility is basically just everything that's within your control according to the Stoics. And then, the good or bad, you have to own it and just decide what you're going to do with that. You take a hiatus a month away from the podcast, wherever you are. If you take some kind of hiatus away from the podcast that you've started or whatever project you've started, that might be okay. That might be a really good thing to do to rebrand or whatever needs to get done, but own it and get back to where you need to be, which is creating once again, as you hope to on the onset of creating that side hustle. Yeah, I, I really like what you did with that. And I think it's it's really true that a lot of people um, have greatness in them and have a lot of great consistency capabilities in them. Uh, and the book, The Compound Effect, is entirely about the concept that doing something consistently, you see compound growth. Um, a buddy of mine was asking me after he had taken a long break from YouTube and he was building his coaching business, he's like, Dimitri, how did you, how did you get your channel on track? And I was like, I posted all the time for a year. <laughs> I was just, I don't know. Was, I was like, I posted all the time for a year and niche down. And he had taken a break and I'm like, it's going to take, a, it's going to take you giving yourself very small goals. And then eventually seeing big gains. Like last year I was at about a hundred or 1,800 views uh, a month. I'm at like 19 or I'm at like 20 K views a month. 
you know so it's like post all the time it, it'll happen if you make good content exactly yeah consistency is key and the goals have to be about the action just getting it done at first and then eventually the the views and everything will come i almost think that's the same as this podcast at first it i mean i don't remember what we started at when you and i were doing the podcast together but probably like 20 listens is what i'm gonna yeah, guess no, yeah yeah we used to get about um actually our i think it was close to 14 yeah it was about 14 now we've gotten up to yeah. 194 in a week oh in a week you mean sorry you know my uh i better right here uh we had in march of 2021 it was like we had like the first week it was like 20 and then it went to 48 the second week and then it was uh you know around there Mm. yeah and so at first you know 20 doesn't really move you all too much that's just no it's like if you didn't post something and 20 people didn't get to watch it you might feel a little bad but like minorly minorly bad and so your goals have to be very inward focused and then with time and now we have up to 194 views it's like that feels kind of real and so it's yeah we got to keep this thing going of course i love doing this it's pretty intrinsically obvious that i want to do this <laughs> but it's also it's like yeah there's there's a few more people out there counting on this so that that's good like you said this is part of some people's routine now which is baffling and amazing and i love it uh but if you take you know, you even take it out of it, The whether people, it's a part of their routine or not. First tip I would give is that you got to enjoy the topics and make it a part of your daily life. Like I enjoy the topic I talk about. So um, there are some people I know on YouTube who post uh, not as consistently as I do, but are on the same niche. And they're like, how do you post so consistently? I'm like, you guys enjoy doing these videos, right? <laughs> yeah, do you guys like enjoy being self-help productivity guy or no yeah because if you don't like don't post about this yeah find a new niche find something that's gonna actually you know set that fire in you and make you want to do the thing because i think a big reason you asked me to be on this podcast and at first i enjoyed the the topics they were good but i think another thing i just walked away with a lot of clarity and i was like yeah i just like like doing this i think that it's good to because after we would talk about any topic it's like yeah i can improve my systems by clearing out my desk or making my bed every day some like first steps that i took on this little yeah self-help journey and i started making those topics a part of my life or in the inverse i had a topic some help self-help thing i've already been doing and then we brought it to the podcast and so you have to make it a lifestyle well like uh, a big epiphany for me was I would talk with a lot of people and every once in a while, every like sixth or seventh guest, I'd get a lot of clarity from maybe in a conversation, but it felt more like an interview. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you and I would like just chat in, um, in the apartment about stuff. Like we had an argument on whether semantics matters or not. (laughs) And I was like, man, I get way more out of this than I do when I'm interviewing these people on the internet. I was like, you know, maybe I should have him on as a guest. He'd be a good guest. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I got some good clarity on that first episode. And I was like, you know what? You want to just do this again? That'd be kind of fun. You're like, yeah, yeah, okay. And <laughs> and I just found that a lot of the conversations we always had were very, like, different. Like, I, I don't talk to a lot of people at a deep level. You, 
Um, I see. I always had a had a connection with him. Was able to do that, but he's so sporadic in his life that asking him to be on here would would be miserable. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he'd be, he'd be tough, and no schedule would ever be set. No, and actually conquering that would be probably the greatest feat of my life, bar none. Anyways. <laughs> Um, no, it, it's, it's just, it, we had such mental clarity come from our conversations that it was like, man, I really enjoy this topic. And I just want to talk about this topic with these topics with somebody. I don't want to like interview somebody about their life and their new stuff all the time. So that right. was kind of where I realized that I like talking about self-help, but I wanted someone to talk to, I didn't want to just talk at the mic exclusively. And I want to make a distinguishing point here because i think of one of the (laughs) common criticisms of a podcast is two people have interesting conversations and now it's oh yeah let's start a podcast i don't think anyone who just has interesting conversations should start a podcast but this gets into the difference between having good conversations and actually living it out is you referenced a conversation about semantics and i remember in our conversation we talked about um consumer habits we talked about the one oh, psychology yeah. study. It was on a run one day. We were talking about like the the three jars versus like 15 jars of jelly and like people are happier if they only have three options. That's something I study yeah, and I care that about. That's something I study and care about. I think about that quite often. And so that's living out that conversation a little bit more. It's not just like you have this one-off conversation about like, oh, it, like is free will dead or something like that? And it's like, okay, like... This isn't just, this is just like a weird conversation between friends. Like these are actually topics that we immerse ourselves into and live out. Yeah, I agree. And I would also further the point of, is it a, is it a thing like, do you often have in-depth conversations with this person or are you just like, every once in a while you have in-depth conversations with the person and um, do you have like a, a very big connection on a similar interest? Like I, I, I don't know. There's so many people that talk about it'd be funny if they recorded playing video games together and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's just like, there's so many, there's so many layers to this that we'll get into with the tips, like the structure. I mean, are you really built? It's almost like, are you built to be roommates? You know, I think us being roommates actually was a decent, like, um, a, a decent take on, on can you handle this? Uh, cause there's like two types of people that come to mind with this. Cause like, uh, Ryan Nicodemus and, and Joshua Fields Milburn have been friends since they were like five, mm-hmm. you know, like those guys can make it happen. I, I know. And they did make it happen because they can handle each other all the time. Um, and just doing it and wanting to do it consistently because they're so passionate about the same stuff. But then there's like people who are like, fr- like been friends and they're, they're both into the same video game or something for the time being. And then they're like, then they stop posting. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then it's just done. I agree. Yeah. It, it, it just can't be... I mean, obviously you want to... And this gets into our, our second bullet point here is get a co-host you enjoy or do it yourself. But we're speaking more on the... Get a co-host you enjoy. And this doesn't have to be necessarily your best friend, like your childhood friend. But I think it's just someone... That you, I mean, to be blunt, I don't think you and I... When we lived together, we weren't... Before we lived together, we didn't have the strongest connection... No. And almost out of a crab shoot, we ended up with a really good connection. It was one that was professional and yeah. growing. And so you really kind of have to frame like what kind of co-host relationship you're going to have because 
there's different ones that just aren't going to be as advantageous, even though they seem like they would be like, you could have a really good friend or even like, if you want to talk about professionals, not linking up with professionals, like why does Ali Abdal have a podcast with his brother, Tamar, who's not as big as say like Matt Diavella? Like, why don't they start doing a podcast together? The world would go crazy. Those two worlds yeah. merged. Everyone would listen to the Matt Diavella and Ali Abdal Ali podcast. Abdal podcast, yeah. But would their egos be able to like be pushed aside? Would they be able to have similar structure and good conversation vibes? Probably not. So instead, Ali knows that he can put up with his brother. I don't know if Ali or I don't know if Matt Diavella has a co-host. I don't think he does. No, he doesn't. But my point is that he could have picked anyone and he picks his brother because he knows that's someone that he is continuing to grow with and can have a good conversation with. That's not just we're just friends by whatever association. Yeah, I actually think it is pretty funny that that ended up happening. There's an alternate universe where I don't know, I'll probably I probably just end up switching to doing a solo podcast at some point if you <laughs> or if AG decided to to stay with our group instead of randomly ditching us. Mhm. Yeah. The apartment pick. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. How that was kind of a uh, how fate worked. Yeah, one of our buddies on the team, like when you're on a team like that, there are just always weird rooming politics. And um, I stayed with three, uh, two out of the four guys I lived with the year before. And then we thought the fourth one was going to stay out of our foursome. And then he just was like, nope, don't want to live. I want to switch. Um, but also you wanted to switch. And he just, he slightly was like, I'll make it easier. But he didn't tell us. Yeah. And then COVID happened. And then I remember like FaceTiming you or um, NK did when we were like touring the apartment we ended mm. up getting because you weren't even there because you were in Ohio already. Oh, I bailed as soon as the pandemic started. So I didn't even <laughs> get to see the place we were living in. I didn't get to speak to any of you about the rooming situation in the flesh or, or really even over FaceTime, we were just really poor about communicating and all of a sudden we had an apartment. Yeah. Looking back on that, I mean, during that whole process, yeah, no, I barely, I'm not saying I barely knew you. We were teammates, but in comparison, that is just weird to think about. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But I think to nail the, yeah, put the nail in the coffin here is to have someone with a similar growth mindset I think you got to be on a similar trajectory in order to continue not only the podcast, like you can't have a similar trajectory in only the podcast, but like we share similar professional goals that are inside and outside of this podcast and rice productive brand. And so, and just generally we're just high conscientious people who think about these concepts and are interested in them and want to continue bettering ourselves. So we're kind of on this journey holding hands, but also on our own thing too. And I think that's how yeah. you get a good co-host. Yeah, and that's that's probably why going to the point three, like we make series on this and it works really well for us, like the book reviews, because we both have that like coinciding. I want to grow, you want to grow. Like we want to really like take the time to um, to make each other better or make ourselves better. And obviously outside of self-help, if you have podcasts, aspirations in general, you know, the growth part is there, whether it's about Pokemon like whatever it is, whether it's about chess, whatever it is, if you have somebody who coincides your passion for said thing to the utmost, and um, I would say even 
yeah, make series, make it a series almost. And and that's, it's like, I feel like we're making consistent life series about different things, whether it be the book reviews. Um, I mean, we have to think about podcast topics. Do not get me wrong. However, I would say that you and I both have an understanding of like what each episode is going to be about. This is going to sound stupid, but like we know <laughs> that every month is going to be a book review. We know that. We know that we're going to try to have guests. And we know that we're every few episodes is going to just basically be something happened in our lives and we're just going to talk about it. Precisely. Yeah, this is something that going into this, I, I, before getting into being a podcaster and I was just a listener, this is something that I kind of noticed but never really put any thought or attribute to. But when you look at any really good podcast, anything that's doing really consistent work, is that they're hacking the system by making different kinds of series. Like with um, 10 Junk Miles, which is just like a yeah. weird ultra marathon podcast. They have like the gang show where they all get drunk and talk. They have like the Face mm-hmm. the Nation where they interview some kind of face in the ultra fa- ultra marathon community, some big time runner. And then there's the the long run where it's um just the main host that gives about like an hour or so podcast episode. And so you have yeah. these different types of episodes. And I think that when you're able to compartmentalize your product like that and say like, okay, like this next thing has to happen. Like next thing has to happen is a productive brew and then a book review and obviously another productive brew. And then we'll have one of our casual conversations, then a guest. It helps with the scheduling a lot and also the content ideas because it's not this daunting universe. Like at the beginning before we did book reviews, it's like we could talk about anything. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. That was the big thing. We didn't have any sort of limit to uh, the vastness of it. It was, it was the void of content ideas. And uh, that, that actually, it goes back to a recurring topic that we funny that run that you, I talked about where I was, I was talking about consumerism and I went on some rant tirade about how I sound like a socialist, but uh, limitation is actually leads to more happiness than um, (laughs) a large selection. Mm. And uh, the epitome of this is the fact that we mainly talk about book reviews because we want to improve ourselves or life circumstances we experience um, that, that make it so that we just end up recording it because it's like, this is just a part of our life. I want to talk about this. We both want that mental clarity. Going back to that thing about having a co-host who shares your values. We're just on here trying to share our experiences to lead to our own mental clarity as well as that of the listener. So now that we know that that's like kind of where it's at, I don't sit here with you and and we don't really have, we don't, yeah, sure. Sometimes we don't know what we're going to talk about immediately, but it's just so much easier now because there's a, there's a starting point. And I, uh, even for the bruise, man, like even for the bruise, um, I wrote, uh, I wrote, many newsletters i switched journaling to writing productive bruce and <laughs> um because it's the same thing it's just voiding out the names of people that are bothering me or the situation specifically you know to to affect anyone negatively and uh i'm done with them through september wow <laughs> yeah and it's like you could really do content very easily if you don't complicate it and just use your own experience and practice 
um, creating in that sense. I think you put it really nicely. I want to grab on a couple points there is like you said that we're just talking about life topics. It's very true, but it's also very interesting because it's life, but just abstracted one level. Like it's not like the the true Uh, facts and like things as they really are. Like you say, you take away names, you take away circumstances. So you abstract things to one level and instead of like, I don't know, a a rough spot in a relationship, you call it like adversity. Like this is a really dumb example, but like, no, yeah, you're abstracting things a little bit and then you're adding in that lens of philosophy, productivity that we just live out through our lives, getting back to point one. And you're able to make really fruitful conversation from that because you're thinking about everything from that lens that we just innately gravitate towards. And when you read these books that are in the self-help space or philosophy space, as we've hit a couple of those at this point as well, you start to see things with even a sharper lens. And when you start thinking about your life circumstances, it's like, oh, yeah, this kind of reminds me of like deep work. Or yeah. this reminds me of like atomic habits or whatever the heck. Like the, this person, the situation could have done this. Like they could have like upped their game with deep work or whatever. And so when you use those book reviews and really do your homework on some of this stuff, it also, it creates content, but it also compounds and is able to make casual conversation because I, I think at any point I could just reference deep work atomic habits for our work week just whenever I wanted yeah, and like it, I want to, I got a couple things I want to say. One being, uh, Gary Vee talks about document, not create. And I think for having a podcast that is huge because it's long form or it could be short form. And like, if I if I would give any advice to somebody trying to think of podcast topics, if you randomly have something that really pisses you off during the day and you want to go on a rant about it or gets you really excited and makes and makes you want to have a, a like a funny speech about it or makes you really sad and wants to just vent about it. Those three things you can turn into content ideas. Like here's an example. I got a newsletter months from now that's titled time management is not hard, which is literally (laughs) me just complaining about how like, guys, I don't understand. Everyone like makes these points about like, I don't have time for anything, but like if you just take the five to 10 hours a week, you're on your phone and use that micro time, you could do all the little tasks in your house. Like, if you, oh, I don't have any time. It's like, yeah, well, your dishes would be clean if you never checked your dang phone. <laughs> it's like, it's the same amount of time. It's like, let's not act like it's, like, if you are in your room and your kitchen is less than a five minute walk away because you live in the house, hopefully it's not. It's like, it's the same level of like, you know, amount of time you're spending. It's not that hard to have a clean place because someone was saying some, some something stupid about that. And I'm like, come on. So then I just wrote a, a much toned down version of that as a newsletter. And that's content. And then another thing that I had a thought of was I think I don't want to say to people listening to this, like start a self-help podcast, but start something that makes you feel like you're leveling up your own character in some sort of way in real life. Because I fundamentally believe I don't like flexing, but I got a promotion in nine months at a job. Okay. Most people have to at least wait a year. Most people don't get it in their first year. I fundamentally believe it's because I read so much damn self-help and productivity. <laughs> there, there has to be. It has to be it. I don't, I don't see how it's not. If, if I was doing it with another topic, then I fundamentally believe that I would have to wait longer. 
because what is the difference between me and other people who went from where I was at higher wise to that next step? It's like, I literally am absorbed in things that make me remember better, make me work better and make me study harder. Like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think you can make much of an argument. So it's like, find something that you're so passionate and ingrained in that you're going to want to keep coming back to it because you're leveling up your own life character. Yeah, I 100% agree with everything you said there. I think the number of times that you've talked to me about work through a self-help lens where it's like, what if we just like task batch this, like task batch this, or like we have so much friction doing this. It's like, it's not always negative. It can be positive because you're flipping it into a positive with that self-help mm-hmm. lens. But it's like, yeah, you have to, yeah, I think in your case, you're absolutely using self-help to upgrade your character and you have to find something that will upgrade your character. It doesn't have to be about self-help. It can be truly about anything. Like, um, I don't know, I, I was into history for a time and Stuff You Should Know has a ton of episodes on history. And it just feels good to like know more about history and those stories. And so I would listen to a lot of that. I wasn't doing anything with it to create new content. I wish I was. But if I had to read do things maybe that's what i would have done is talk more about that talk more about history and narratives and stuff like that i think the other point that you made that was really good was that i kind of sum it up like this is that you are unique and your experiences are unique the things that are happening to you that make you sad make you angry but all of your experiences are relatable because we are just humans we're all in the same yeah. world together. And I think Gary Vee had a very good point when he says you need to document that because what will make it interesting is your voice and the ex- unique experience that you can lay into something that is so general of the human condition. Yeah. Like his whole intro on YouTube just is, is a clip of him or part of his intro on YouTube is you've got your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> exactly though everyone has a perspective and if you're willing to find something that will upgrade that perspective and make it interesting enough for people to listen to it they will relate to it and love it yeah now i'm gonna use that as a shameless plug i think that life experience of like got a promotion within nine months of my first job not not impossible to make that happen because at my Mm -hmm. job prior to that maybe it would have been considered not possible but anything is possible if you really make the time for it to happen and and um and like i was i was giving ideas regarding uh, systemizing our our schedule at work to like to have more deep work for the people who work there like all this kind of stuff it was literally just because i was into it because i like productivity and and i think that benefited me in a lot of ways and it's like thank you for recognizing that job but also in the same sense (laughs) recognize what you're really passionate about and that you're just going to keep wanting to talk about because um something that actually happens every time I talk to someone about how do you post so consistently you're, you're doing this on all these different places uh, it's that whole joke of like well you gotta like doing it and um, I think the medium that you post on really matters so like how to podcast consistently you gotta really like talking into a microphone absolutely and, yeah like you, that's, you gotta enjoy the making love to this stupid thing with your mouth and your vocal cords <laughs> That is one way to put it. But yeah, you you have to enjoy not only conversing with your co-hosts or by yourself, but you have to enjoy doing it in a podcast format because as much as it is similar, it is different. There has to be structure. There has to be thoughts ahead of time. You got to be able to vibrate and keep things on a a certain track. We, we certainly have our tangents here at the Rise Productive Podcast, but 
you got to keep things in line and somewhat in, in some kind of way. And um, speaking of making time for doing the things that you love, I think we should get into some of the little more concrete tips that we have here. Tip number four, we said, uh, make it obvious, which I think mm-hmm. certainly there's a part of it where it's like the passion will make it obvious, but that doesn't, that will never carry you far enough because there'll be that initial spark where it's like, yeah, I want to do a podcast about X topic and like X topic. My passion for it will propel me for years into this podcast. That is incorrect. You need to make it obvious. And I think throughout this first year, we've done that in a couple ways. One thing we used to do is we used to have this as a video and audio. And I think that that carried a lot of friction especially on my mm-hmm. end, not having a permanent camera set up because I am not a YouTuber. Being able to, or having to set up my phone with the little stand and make sure it looks right with the angle. Looks like I'm kissing the microphone real nice. It um, it certainly did something for the content. I don't think it was bad for the content, but it made it a little less obvious and a little less attractive to do the thing, as James Clear would put it. And so when you remove that, I'm so much happier stepping up to the mic now knowing it's just the mic. It only takes me five minutes for a setup versus 10, 15. Yeah. And, um, I totally agree that the reduction of friction in anything will make you work more consistently at something. And the difference between, and this is something that blows people's mind, right? Which is, which is just hilarious. Five to 20 seconds of or a minute let's say a minute of required action in order for you to complete a task will prevent you from doing something that'll only take you five minutes to complete so like like oh yeah think about the two minute rule man james clear two minute rule if you can't start doing the task within two minutes you're not going to want to do the task so make it a two minute process or less yeah and for me reducing the friction of just having a boom arm now with my mic this has been something i've wanted since i was a kid and now i just can sit down in front of the the, there's no friction like i have recorded Mm -hmm. ridiculous amount of productive brews just doing that same idea of like being in a creator mindset and going oh man i'm really happy about this really happy about this you know i'm really pissed about this and then i just like happy 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 sad rant and four of them are done and the month of productive brews are done and i just transcribe it and it's because the friction is so low because if I didn't have the ability to just sit down and do it really quick, if you have to do a lot to get your mic set up, you are doing it wrong. Like that's just, you, you don't have a genuine excuse. I don't know how to put this any nicer way. Inflation's insane. You don't, <laughs> you don't pay for one, uh, one, um, I don't even know, a basket of cookies nowadays. And you, you have the same amount of money as it costs for you to, buy one of these (laughs) boom arms right now or or like a a nice mic stand (laughs) that's a nice inflation example but it's so true um yeah even i don't even think until a couple months ago probably a a couple months actually into living in this new apartment so we're probably talking like september october my microphone never had a permanent existence on this desk and the extra time that it took to get it out set up the stand plug the mic in, put the little uh, snowball thing on top of it. Mm -hmm. It was like, man, this took like an extra five minutes. And now I just keep it permanently plugged in. It has a place on my desk where it exists. 
I have the cord neatly tied up to my desk. And it's so obvious whenever it's the same circumstance. I want to get the the arm that looks like really nice. You guys can't see it, but over over Google it looks like legit. Anyone <laughs> who pulls up with the with the arm like that on Zoom is legit. But um I want to get to that place, but I feel like I'm already in a place where I'm like, yeah, this is like obvious. I'm just like writing a productive brew and I look over at my mic. It's one of the only things that sits on my desk and I say, yeah, I could start recording. Why don't I just record it now? And it's that thing that if you have something that'll take you a few seconds, it'll get you to do something that only takes you a few minutes. But the difference between having it done and having it not done, the difference between chance having a productive brew recorded, like I want to, you know, give a little, uh, give a little something, something to him. Like he, he has gotten every, how many weeks in a row are we at for, for all this stuff? It's uh three, four, mm-hmm. four, like, well, probably 12 weeks. Yeah. Or 22 three, brews, 11 three months. Yeah. 22 brews, 11 weeks. So we've got 11 weeks straight of you doing the productive brew on your own. And it's like, why is that? You're new to the the whole like doing it on your own sort of thing and, you, and you've managed to keep it up. I think it's because we've gotten it so systemized and we've made it very obvious what needs to happen. Absolutely. And speaking of uh, systemize, let's get into tip five here, which is set a schedule. Kind of again, making it obvious, but Dimitri and I on the Google Calendar have it synced up. I don't know how. I don't do the magic. Dimitri does, but he does <laughs> this magic where he automatically puts the Google Calendar meeting in my Google Calendar, and it's on both of ours, and it's also where we have the link to join this Google Meet. And so it's just so obvious. I look at my Google Calendar every week because it's something I just engage with all the time, and I see, oh, okay, like our, our sync up is on Thursday. Oh, yeah, our podcast is on Saturday. And additionally, we just have a consistent schedule for the most part. This week was a little weird with um, you having COVID. And there are weeks where it's weird when I travel for races and other things like that. But despite living two quite different lifestyles in terms of schedule, I would say we're pretty consistent when it comes to when we mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, I was like worried about that. Or... You, you're worried about the different like times. I was worried it, about it when worried. I you got um into the school year uh this last fall, but then a few weeks in I was like, Oh we're good. Yeah, it, it's totally fine. This semester we've done a really good job on doing it on a weekday, which I personally prefer because it feels just to be an extension of work and within the work week. Yeah. And then because we used to do it on Sundays and that felt right too. But having it on a weekday I actually really like too. So um yeah, just whatever it's going to be. Make it consistent. Don't just, don't just, uh, I don't know, just say whenever you're going to do it, just like have a one-off. But I actually just, um, I pause here because I have a question for you, Dimitri, and that is how do you feel about task batching episodes? Because there's, there's times we've had double episodes and in light of knowing that the schedule will not be consistent in the future. So what do you have to say to people who aren't, exactly about the consistent schedule but want to task batch just whenever they can get like three four in and then it's like we'll figure out the next time we're going to do it yeah i I actually like that one so i would say if you're hanging out with somebody and you know that you're going to be together for that time and you're not going to be together for a couple weeks i mean this is another tip we didn't have on the list but yes task batching episodes is one of the biggest savers we've ever had i mean you went on a trip for a long time and we 
you live you know i lived together at the time when we task batched like five episodes in order to prevent a break i forgot about that that was like my worldwide tour after the semester had ended i went to like ohio utah back to ohio <laughs> there was a wedding in there oh my gosh yeah i totally forgot about that yeah like you and i saw each other at some point during that and didn't podcast obviously because we were at a wedding together for somebody else and <laughs> And it was just like, yeah, no, we had like five episodes batched. And that really has helped us in the productive brews. I showed you my process for batching my own work. And I think for you, you're like going to be able to manage the the weekly workload because with probably law school, probably because of that batching. I'm just going to toot my own productivity horn here, but that's probably the case. Because if you don't batch tasks and you don't batch record, you, you are missing out on a huge opportunity of time saving because we talked about, you know, reduce friction. What's more friction than stopping and starting in general? Uh, what, sorry, what's less friction than just continuing the same task? You know, if you just do the same thing a bunch of times, um, even something as, as small as this, when you are rendering your podcast, you should not be at your desk. Like there's, there's no reason that if you're rendering your podcast, you shouldn't be doing something else at the same time, or you shouldn't only be rendering your podcast and doing stuff that prevents you from working on your computer when you just can't be at it. Like if you're rendering it and you could be taking a shower, go take a damn shower. Don't like render the podcast <laughs> and sit there with your hand on your phone. Like, oh yeah, this is a great break. No, 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 no. Go, go do something else you have to do and um, do everything you can at the same time batch and also delegate it to, to time you're already losing. Those are, those are two big time saves for, for posting consistently on any platform. I absolutely agree. And if someone wants to know how the sausage is made, whenever I'm rendering the podcast, I usually go into the notepad app and I start writing the description. Cause if it's rendering, that means I just listen to it again that's and I know idea. exactly what it's about. And I start making the description. So that's really helpful as well. I, I was really hoping you did that. Cause that's, I remember thinking about telling you to do that, but I forgot. Yeah, no, I, I, there's no time where I'm not trying to multitask well, cause it's not really <laughs> multitasking if you think about it, cause you're still doing it for the same podcast. You're just kind of can, getting to the next step before the next step lets you get there. Cause your computer's being slow if you, and you know, I have a good computer and I'm grateful for it. Um, something that I might want to do is, um, to reduce friction in general is if at some point, uh, the laptop technology is going to keep leveling up, right? When I'm like, let's say 26 and like this is my full-time thing, I'm going to get the best laptop on the market for Windows so then I don't have to have a PC for everything. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because it's going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. more powerful than what I have now. But portable. No, of course. Yeah, and you only be able to mitigate the friction more. You can mitigate so much friction out of your life with your own schedule and your own tasks your own you know removing cognitive whiplash as you were talking about but being able to upgrade your um your tech that's something i'm really trying to do this next year and um yeah but thankfully it doesn't take me as long to render i don't know why but premiere kind of figured itself out so it's usually like two minutes now yeah that was really weird i don't know it, it, that's it how long like it should have minutes. taken the whole time when you told me it was taking you an hour to render i was just like that's ridiculous um yeah so number six on the list or i guess we're probably going to have 10 because we had extra ones randomly sprinkled in there. Another one on the list is uh, have sync ups, be friends, and make time outside of the the work to hang out. Like, 
you and I are friends more so than we had been obviously beforehand. And I think it's just a mixture of, we spend more time together in general, but like, like we, we hung out. I don't like, I don't know. I don't know how it occurred. Like we hung out for your birthday this summer. We didn't record. Like when we hang out and we don't record, it's obviously like, it makes you want to be with the, the co-host more. So if you have a co-host, hang out with them. And if, and sometimes big brain sync up about goals and whatnot, sync up about what you're mm-hmm. excited about in your personal lives, as well as the podcast. Don't, don't record or, or whatnot. Just talk about different episode ideas. We have gotten episode ideas figured out for a long time just by when we're hanging out, talking about it and then not recording. I absolutely agree. The, the power of a brainstorming session when it's not right before you step up to the microphone can be kind of unreal because I mean, there's like an hour before we get on most podcasts, we usually start syncing up and just kind of talking. We talk about the YouTube channel. We talk about topics, stuff like that. And also when we're hanging out, I mean, we're just sitting there watching the Super Bowl and you were list, you were eavesdropping on a conversation <laughs> and you had a topic idea and you whispered it to me and I was like, Oh yeah, like that, that's kind of like a little like self-help nugget there. And so, yeah, I think the, the power of, it's not like we just sit here and obsess about this stuff all the time. It's again, we just have that creator mindset. We have that lens where we're like kind of seeing life through this productive or philosophical lens all the time. And so as we experience life together away from the work, it only creates better content and work. Yeah. Like on Thursday we called, but what percentage about it even was the podcast? Oh, very little. We were talking about life. I mean, that was as a FaceTime call. That was <laughs> as informal as it could have been. Yeah. And I think that's good. Like if you, you get the chemistry, man, I think being, yeah, be friends. Like this is, that's funny. It's in this line, but be friends. Like if, if you, if you want to make it work with somebody, like say you, you have a, here's an example. Say you're two productivity app nerds and you want to talk about the world of productivity apps on a podcast or you're two chess nerds, like, and you meet up, like build chemistry with your co-host. Don't, don't just, mm-hmm. yeah, don't just play chess together. Don't just talk about the apps and, and whatnot. Like actually hang out. I I think, I think, I'm sure Joshua Fields, Melbourne, and Ryan Nicodemus are best friends since I know since they've been kids. But like, if they weren't and they tried doing it, I don't know, man. That just sounds like that sounds hard. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely an emphasis on creating chemistry, and creating chemistry outside of the podcast is also going to be helpful for making chemistry within the podcast. Mm, yeah, and vice versa, because as we say, a podcast isn't just a conversation, because you don't want everything happening at the same time and you don't want to sound ridiculous all the time. And so even though we were fluent in conversing with each other, I think over this past year, we've gained a lot of chemistry. So I think, I don't know, I I guess maybe practice (laughs) talking as if you were on a podcast, but like build that chemistry where it's like you can anticipate what they're going to say and how you should respond to it when they're going to leave in a remark and just how to, you know, kind of, ping pong world championship bounce it back and forth it was funny that uh review was because we played a lot of ping pong in our apartment last year i think that was the joke i'm not sure um yeah man i think when you look back at our last year of recording it probably just sounds better because we know each other better absolutely I'm, i'm gonna go back and listen to our first one at some point i haven't bothered but i feel like it'd be funny yeah it's like it's not like we weren't friends at that point or hadn't had 
good conversations, but there's something about being organic as podcasters together as well, which is just slightly different than as conversationalists. Yeah, and I I want to mm, I want to say this nicely. You've listened to the Minimalist podcast, right? A little bit. Yeah, you've listened to the Ali Abdal and a better. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not overthinking podcast. I want to stay like them. I want to stay like Tamer and Ali slash um, <laughs> the How to Be a Killer podcast. Uh, mm. I want to stay that vibe more than the minimalist because they've gotten very professional, I feel like, over time, even though yep. they're like, sometimes it's a little too professional and I don't want to knock them, but it's like they joke with each other, sure, but like <laughs> childhood best friends. Like, I don't, I'm not saying I don't get that vibe, but I, no, almost, I, absolutely agree. But I almost don't get that vibe. Yeah, I've referenced stuff you should know, but those two guys, it's their full-time job and they are friends. They have a background together before they both joined iHeartRadio, but now that they are professionals, they're very much adults with their own lives. And so when they come to the studio, it's almost like they're seeing each other for the first time since the last time they recorded. And so, yeah, it has that professional sense where it's like not as amiable and nonchalant. And I don't want to. I don't want to get to that Listen, place. But we digress. I, I don't want to lose that. Um, I absolutely agree. I feel like the last thing uh, goes back to the quote, or a last point, probably for this. Uh, just stop making excuses. Like, just stop. Ah, uh, man, I wanted to drop an f bomb, but I haven't done that on my podcast yet. So now, just stop making dang excuses. Like, I don't know what it is with content creators nowadays. Uh, I'll admit that that month off of YouTube when I took it and off the podcast I definitely could have kept posting Um, I wasn't even burnt I don't even know if I was burnt out I was just like I just didn't post and just stop making stop making excuses I don't really know what to tell people when they're like how do you how do you stay consistent <laughs> like I it's I'm a time management self-help guru I don't know how to tell you any other way just stop making excuses Um, if you find some piece of of solitude in having it be it'd be like oh but i really had this and i had this and i had this and i'm and it's just like i don't know i don't know what to tell you podcasting is actually the the lowest friction easiest editing form of content out there in my opinion it's absolutely true unless you are actually going in and cutting out stuff like with the the brews i go through and i'm a little more nitpicky but you don't even need to be truly you don't need to be doing that and so it is incredibly no. low friction and the point that I want to make here is that you got to think about your podcast as almost a part of your identity. You have to be a podcaster. And I say that because one, Atomic Habits, if you want to change your habits, you should change your identity and think of yourself as someone who does the thing. But additionally, you think about unquestionable, you know, just system one dedication that you have to something, whether it be like as a, a parent or as a good friend, a a runner for me, for example, I go out and run every day because it's like, that's, that's the only way that it could be unless I'm unhealthy, I'm injured. And then I'm going to go cross train. Obviously, if I'm not injured, I'm obviously going to go run because that's just the thing that I do. No one's telling me, Oh, you have to go and do the thing, but it's a part of my identity. I've been so invested into this for so long and so passionate about it. That's like, I'm going to continue doing it. And it sounds dumb that it's like, oh, he's like a division one athlete. He has to do it. Well, you'd be surprised. You don't have to do it. <laughs> People will not know sometimes if you do it. 
if you don't do it, you can get away with it. And yet I continue to do it because it's a part of me. And it's the same with this podcast is I'm willing to push everything aside and make it work because it's a bigger part of my identity than whatever other things I'm willing to push aside for it. You know, dang, you feel like you're a podcaster. Man, after a year that just like, it hit me. I was like making this episode, editing it. And I was like, yeah, like that's crazy that I've been doing it for a year, but it's like, nah, it makes sense. Like, I feel like that is also just true. Like I do it enough to where it's like, this is just part of what I do. I think a lot of the times we, we in society connect things with who we are based on monetary value rather than what we enjoy. Um, this is mm-hmm. a, a constant thing that you see when you ask kids. When you ask kids, what do you like? You ask them what you like. You ask each other what you like doing. Like what games are you into? But then when you can be, become yeah, adults, yeah. you ask what do you make money on? I would identify myself much more with being a self-help guru and YouTuber slash podcaster than I would with um, my real job. And it's it's almost somewhere in between, right? Because it, this, I mean... I don't know. This doesn't make money or it doesn't make sustaining money in the YouTube case. Yeah. But it's still a craft. It's still the thing that we love to do and get after every day. So it's 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 still like a a form of labor that we think someday could make money, but at the same time we're playing because we're not making money. We're just doing it because we like doing it. Yeah, and and it's very possible and I truly think it's going to be the case and then like a year we're going to get like 5,000 monthly downloads, which is like, yeah, at that point, then you, we would make actually some, some money off it because of mm-hmm. just like, that's kind of how that goes. And then we're going to be in a good spot for regarding thinking about it more in that way. But even getting, I just, it did hit me for a second. Actually, when you said, when you were just trying to describe yourself as a podcaster, even for me, I was like, I even, and we do it together. It didn't even hit me. <laughs> And so you said it like that. I was like, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. It's been like a year. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, wait, that means I am too. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I, even I was like, I've been doing this for two years. If somebody would walk up to me and be like, are you a podcaster? Be like, I, I have a pod. Yeah. I have a, yeah, I have a pod. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. When you're able to put together greatest hits clips and it's like you can reminisce on things that were made 11 months ago, 10, whatever months ago, and you just see the growth of like, this is the way we sound now compared to then is just, it, it just makes it feel a little more real. I think at first it was like we were just con, you know, conversing over the microphone, but now we're podcasting. Yeah, that is very true. I think I was listening to those old clips and I was like, yeah, we sound a lot different even than like the than some of the recent ones. Although the most recent mm-hmm. one, I think you were recording early in the morning or late at night when you were tired. So it was like, I was like, dang, we've progressed that much, but I think you were just dead tired. Um. <laughs> oh God, the, yeah, dude. I think my voice was. Um, I must have been like ill. I must have had like a sore throat because I did not sound good. You sounded miserable. I, I think that's in what, what it was. was. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember exactly what you're talking about. I think it is 88, the, uh, what was that, focusing on the journey? No, 78, it was the, the, the screen time one. Oh, you're talking about from a while back? Oh, oh, the screen time, that was on Christmas morning. That's why, it was in the so morning. it was like, 
Yeah, it was early. I do remember that as well. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's like, you know what really what really hit me for us to wrap this up is like that review that that uh, Jonah Foss, I don't want to say kid, he's a freshman in college, but Jonah Foss left on the channel or the podcast where he was like, we just, the post. he said, post-consistency is crazy. And I listen <laughs> every day to old episodes every morning over my routine. And I'm like, you know, post-consistency is crazy. People who aren't making money off this are not posting as consistently as we are, I don't think. And people who are making money off this are not posting consistently either. The Becoming the Killer podcast just missed their podcast release date by a day. They said up front, every Saturday, new podcast. I go on there on Saturday, no podcast. It came out on Sunday. Maybe I'll get it once I'm raking in self-help, YouTube, podcast, all this money. Maybe I'll understand it. But I have such a hard time understanding these guys missing deadlines. I just, it's like your whole shtick is that. How can you have that identity and miss it? Not, I'm not saying not ever, but on the fifth episode. Seriously. Any final thoughts here, Dimitri, before we get too far into bashing on my, one of our favorite YouTubers? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> love you, Nikhil. No. Um, it's like, it's been great. I don't know. I just, I want to say thank you. Uh, when I asked you about a year ago, I was just like, I thought it'd be a good idea. Turned out it was one of my better, it was probably my best idea of 2020. Two, one, wait, what year? 2021. Probably my best idea of 2021, 2021. Asking you, asking you to come on here. It's been good for our personal relationship, for the podcast. It's, it's been a, it's been a win in a lot of ways. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think, um, Cheers to you for inviting me on the podcast. It's certainly changed my life in a lot of ways, drinking the Kool-Aid and thinking about this stuff and just being on here has been really incredible. And thank you to the audience. Thank you for all that are listening. If you made it this far, we really appreciate it. And we appreciate you for all the support and love you've been showing for the past year and um, more greatness to come in these upcoming years. Yeah. Uh, thank, like he just said as well, thank you, all of you. We uh, increased our listens from a monthly standpoint, just as a quick note to everybody, if anyone's wondering, um, from 110 listens a month, the first month we were together, to uh, 591 um, year over year. So, wow. Um, great job. To cheers us. to and, us. Yeah, cheers, cheers to us for... Uh, yeah. um, uh, cheers to us for 5Xing in a year. And with that being said, thank you for listening to episode 90 of the Rise Productive Podcast. And we will see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.